The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. Today, three times daily. Why? We really do need a sound button. And uh, I'm Will Brinson, the host of this show, by the way. And uh, we this is the Joe Judge Hired by the Giants Emergency Podcast. Exciting news. We have in the feed for you. Not to be confused with the Matt Rule Hired by the Panthers Emergency Podcast on this Double emergency podcast day. And, and by the way, Brinson, we should probably be clear and say Joe Judge has been hired as the head coach. Because if you see this <laughs> hiring, you might think he was hired as the wide receivers coach or the special teams coordinator. So for those of you wondering who the hell Joe Judge is, we'll get into that in a second. The voices you heard, of course, John Breach, Sean Wagner, McGuff, Ryan Wilson, um, currently doing HQ-related draft video stuff. Make sure and watch them on CBS Sports HQ slash live. CBSSports.com slash live. Excuse me. Free 24-7 streaming sports show. I would also mention before you jump in here one more time, Breach, that Chip Patterson, the great, the legendary Chip Patterson on our Matt Rule podcast to give us Baylor insight. So I highly recommend you check that out, except for the fact that Chip does have a, a like a, a prepared soundboard with lots of like, like, like sounds that he uses on a regular basis. And, and it's sort of humiliating for me because I'm like making emergency noises with my mouth and always fumbling to get our, our podcast audio up. And Chip is just like playing audio on our podcast. So we've got that going for us. Yes, Breach. My question is for Sean. Sean, were you asleep? Is this the first time ever that two NFL coaches got hired before you even woke up? Look, a lot, as being a West Coaster, a lot of NFL stuff actually happens before I wake up. The Cleo Mack trade went down uh, before I woke up. Uh, I, I actually – 7 o'clock at night, so I don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm an old soul. Well, and I, I am asking that because the Matt Rule hiring was reported at 6.50 a.m. Pacific time, and then uh, the Joe Judge came across at 8.13 a.m. Pacific time, and poor Sean wakes up. To probably how many texts, Sean? Uh, I had seventy-four, I think, Slack notifications. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part was, I saw the I saw the Matt Rule stuff. And when Debo asked if I could podcast at noon, I actually didn't even see the Joe Judge stuff. And I thought he was talking about Matt Rule for the first fifteen minutes. And then I sat down <laughs> on my computer. I was like, Joe Judge, what? So that's where I'm at. I'm all cut up now, though. Um, that's good. That's good. So, uh, Joe Judge hired by the, look, okay. Here's the thing. Joe Judge, special teams and special teams coordinator and wide receivers coach for the New England Patriots. The crazy thing about the timing, and it fits in with the Matt Rule stuff. According to various reports, Matt Rule was set to interview with the Giants. He was, he was meeting with the Panthers. Uh, he met with the Panthers on, I guess, on Monday night. And then probably stayed in Carolina on Tuesday, you know, overnight and was set to fly to New York on Tuesday. Josh McDaniels is flying down from the Patriots to meet with the Panthers. The Giants, according to a report, from, I think from Ian Rappaport of NFL Media, were called by Matt Rule or Matt Rule's agent and given a chance to match the Panthers offer, which was six years, 60 million 
uh, with a incentives up to 70 million. The Giants unsurprisingly declined to match up. That is a monster coaching contract. That is a, like that's. Well, I mean, per ten, year, isn't that the same as John Gruden's 10, yeah, 100 million? Basically. Yeah, exactly. That's a monster coaching contract for a guy with no NFL head coaching experience. I mean, it's, it's a pretty ballsy contract. And, um, I, you can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it as, if you're a Panthers fan, like, eh, really? He called the Giants and was willing to, you know, take the, uh, take the off the Giants match. Or you can look at it as like anybody worth their salt in the, when you're being coveted by multiple organizations is going to at least give, because if the Giants match, then he's like, Hey, Panthers, do you, you know, maybe up the but, ante. But also, it's the professional thing to do because he had the interview scheduled. So you're going to call them either way to say, Hey, I'm going to take this job, but I, I do appreciate you guys. So here's what the Panthers just. This, they just gave me an insane contract offer. If you're willing to match it, I'll fly to New York. And one other note about that interview, and this might tell you all you need to know about how rule, how he maybe felt more comfortable with Carolina, is that David Tepper flew to Texas and interviewed Matt Rule in Waco, and the Giants were going to hold their interview in New York. They expected Matt Rule to fly to them, uh, which is a small thing, but you know, it kind of says a lot. I, I think. I know. I think it does. It's like, uh, there's a, a, a difference in approachability and power. Like you're, you like David Devers, like, Hey man, I'll talk to you on your turf, on your turf. I don't care. Like, I don't need you to come into my office in Carolina. And I'm going to grill you. Like I'm trying to find a guy who can run my team. Whereas the giants are like, come, come meet. What did, what did Dave Gettleman say the other day? He's like, you can come into my office. You can say, what up, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> can you, and also I fumble to get that sound. Cause that, that is the NFC East. Dave Gettleman saying, what up, Dave? Uh, Dan Snyder saying happy Thanksgiving on January 2nd. Who knows what's coming up next? Yeah, the NFC East is a really a, a circus. A yes. Um, okay. So Joe Judge hired. Did you know who Joe Judge was before he was hired? Yes, because he was on a lot of those uh, Patriots Do Your Job NFL Network documentaries. He, I think he did a lot of the behind-the-scenes interviews, so I actually knew his face quite well. Uh, I will admit, though, I did Google Joe Judge pro football reference after I accidentally Googled Joe Judge IMDb. Um, again, I just woke up. Uh, and I was surprised to find Joe Judge does not have a pro football reference page, uh, which was my first red flag. That That is that is a giant red flag. Um, I don't know that I worry too much. Like, if you look at Joe Judge, he does have a resume in terms of coaches he worked for, whether it be Bill Belichick for like eight years or Nick Saban for multiple years. I mean, he's, I mean, he's got a resume and Breach and I talked about this on our CBS Sports HQ hit. And I think it, you know, I think it's important. I think Breach was surprised that I was all over it because this is sort of Breach's turf, but like a special teams coach is an area that's been sort of, that's been unmined, um, for a long time. You know, I mean, like John Harbaugh is the only other guy in recent years that John Harbaugh has been wildly successful. And I think we do get too caught up sometimes. And I think this applies to Matt Rule, too, by the way. Not that he's a special teams coach, but he's not an offensive or defensive guy. Like we get too caught up in like, oh, you need this offensive guy. You can come in and fix the offense. Well, you're not focusing in on the offense when you're a head coach, right, Breach? Uh, no, you need to have your hands on everything. And I think that's how we see people fail sometimes. Uh, you know, that, I think that's one reason Wade Phillips might be out with the Rams. He had three fantastic seasons, but it seemed like Sean McVay, there was a disconnect and he finally figured out that, Hey, I need to at least know what's going on on defense where we saw that clip of him, uh, multiple times during their Super Bowl run where he's just sitting on a Gatorade jug while the defense is on the field. He's not paying attention to what's going on. So if you're the head coach, 
you need to know what's going on on both sides of the ball. And a special teams coordinator is really the perfect guy for that because they, they're working with offensive players and defensive players, whether it's kick coverage, punt coverage. So they're dealing with both sides of the ball. They understand the rigors of the game for both sides of the ball and what those players are going through. And, Brinson, you mentioned John Harbaugh, and I went through the list of guys who got their career started as special teams coaches. I think it will surprise some people. Bill Belichick was a special teams coach for nine seasons uh, before – he started taking over the defense in New York. Uh, early in his Giants career, he was a linebacker's coach and special teams coach because people had multiple roles. But his first job in 75 was special teams. And then he was coaching part of special teams until for nine years. And then you have Bill Cower, Marv Levy, Dick Vermeil, all big-name coaches who started with special teams. And I looked around. I could not find a coach who got hired to be a head coach who started as a special teams coach and flamed out. So this is a very, very unique hire. And 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 while we're defending the Joe Judge hire in this section, you should note that, okay, if he was a special teams coordinator, here's how he's fared. since he, So 2015 to 2019, he's been the Patriots special teams coordinator. By DVOA, here's their rank by year, 5th, 8th, 3rd, and then 16th and 11th. Uh, and he inherited a unit that was 5th. So they've been consistently good. I mean, the trouble with all Belichick assistants is you don't know always how much credit do you give Belichick. And how much credit do you give the assistant coach? But I think it does say a lot that Belichick does care just that much about special teams. I mean, he talks about it all the time. And he did trust this guy to be in charge of his special teams for five seasons. So that I think that does bode well for them. Uh, and I'm not going to knock a special teams coordinator hiring. I mean, I always bang the Dave Tobe, hire him drum. So I think I'm fine with that on that level. Uh, but I do think, you know, we'll probably get into room uh, areas to be worried uh, there were just so many more experienced candidates, I thought. That doesn't mean, again, mm. I don't think experienced candidates necessarily means better. Like, I think we see that all the time. But uh, I do think there are concerns as well, even though, as Breach just pointed out, special teams coordinators do have a really good track record. So when John Harbaugh was hired, I just, I, I just thought this was interesting because I looked this up. Um, and this is from a, uh AP article from 2008 because, I mean, we weren't even – that's crazy. Like I wouldn't even work, definitely not working at CBS. I mean, I was I was writing, I think online, I guess in 2008. But um, uh, you know, he was asked about being the second choice for the Ravens behind. You know who it was? You guys know who the first choice was, right? For the Wait, Ravens, Jason Garrett. Yeah, Jason Garrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, right. As far as being perceived as a second choice, that's irrelevant to me, Harbaugh said. I never knew about it in those terms. It never would. It doesn't matter. I never thought about it in those terms. It doesn't matter. It's an opportunity to go forward. I know they looked at six great coaches here, any one of whom could have done a great job. I feel fortunate to be the one that's going to get the shot. And then um, uh, uh, jo- uh, Steve Biscotti, the, uh, the owner, was asked, and it was pointed out by the AP, before becoming owner of the Ravens, Biscotti took pride in hiring young, untested people for Aerotech, a highly successful staffing company in the aerospace and technology sectors. He used that method in choosing Harbaugh over an experienced head coach like Marty Schottenheimer. Do I like a guy that has to earn his resume? Yeah. I kind of made a living on hiring people with thin resumes, thin resumes, and it's worked out pretty well for me in the last 25 years, Biscotti said. Um, Dave Gettleman, however, is not Steve Biscotti. He's, you know, he's Dave Gettleman. And here's what he said about bringing in the next Giants head coach. You know, I, 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 I don't understand the notion that I'm tough to work with. Um, I think it'd be from people who don't know me. Um, obviously, as we move forward in the coaching search, it's the dating game. 
And there'll, there'll be that opportunity for them to look me in the eye and say, hey, Dave, what up? <laughs> it's not even a dating game for them. It's the bachelor because none of those relationships ever work out. That's what it feels like with Gettleman. And the one thing I do like about a special teams guy is that they know they don't know everything. So they look to bring in the smartest guy they can find on offense and the smartest guy they can find on defense. You get John Harbaugh's offensive coordinators through the years. He's had Jim Caldwell, Gary Kubiak. Greg Roman, Marty Mornowick, he's always brought in really smart offensive minds. Same thing on the defensive side of the ball. Dean Pease for a long time, Wink Martindale now. So they know they're not experts on either side of the ball, and they know they need to bring in someone good. And, and I expect uh, Joe Judge to do that. I mean, yeah. look, we don't know jack about Joe Judge. Nobody does. But he's worked for Bill Belichick for a long time, and Bill Belichick is one of those coaches um, like John Harbaugh, uh, like Andy Reid. I mean, like all the best, like Pete Carroll, all the best coaches in football. And by the way, well, we can talk about Pete Carroll later. Anyway, um, I, I was on Seattle. Apparently people in Seattle just hate Pete Carroll. Like, I don't, what are you doing? Let's like, if Pete Carroll was a free agent right now, the Giants, the Panthers, the Browns would all give him as much money as he wanted to come in and be their coach. Hey, which teams is- with, who have coaches who haven't fired anyone yeah. but want them. Yeah. I mean, the Panthers would fire Matt Rule to hire Pete Carroll pretty quickly. Anyway, um, all these great head coaches, I, I tend to think, look at special, special teams largely gets ignored as like the third piece of the puzzle, but the great head coaches understand that special teams is really important and a big part. Bill Belichick has talked about this for years. Special teams is a third of, of, of what you do, even though it doesn't take up that much time. And he trusted this guy, Joe Judge, to run his special teams. Like they met and game, they have to meet in game plan. I think it was maybe Ian Rappaport who said that he'd talked to, Judge previous, like talk to judge recently or frequently about program building. So, I mean, that's, that's important too. Um, the wide receivers, that's the knock that you would have. Like that's, that's, that's the interesting part of the headline. Like is, was Joe judge working with the wide receivers? Was it his job to get in keel Harry ready? Was it his job to get Jacoby Myers ready? I mean, Jacoby Myers did make a pretty good leap as an undrafted free agent, but like, it's not like the wide receivers were good. It is kind of funny that the Giants needed a head coach, so they went to the Patriots, right? The best coaching staff to tap one of their assistants, and what did they get? The assistant coach who coached the worst area of their team by far. Uh, and so, I mean, you're right, though. There's just no way to know. Like, this is worse than grading, like, draft picks, because at least we've seen the draft picks perform in the role that they're going to perform in the NFL. We just have no idea with head coaching hirings. I mean, look, I'm the guy who a year ago liked the Freddie Kitchens hire, so I don't feel like I can go out and completely blast the Giants. Uh, my concern with hiring a special teams wide receivers coach is this. The Giants, obviously, long-term future is entirely about Daniel Jones' development. Uh, obviously, he can bring in a really good offensive coordinator, really good quarterbacks coach in theory, uh, and that will help Daniel Jones develop. But suddenly you're looking at if Daniel Jones makes a leap in the next few years, you're probably going to lose those coordinators, I would assume, to head coaching jobs, and then you got to do it over again. So that's why I would have preferred for the Giants just to hire the guy tasked with developing Daniel Jones. Uh, but if he brings in the right coordinators, it won't matter in the next couple of years. I just always get worried about you constantly have to replace and replace and replace if you're having offensive success. I think, too, like, and I'm, I just quote tweeted our buddy Nick Costas and, uh, and, and, uh, all we've seen like, uh, Kevin Simon, our, our editor, Giants fans that we know are optimistic about this Joe Judge hire. And I'm not going to be pessimistic about it. Like, I think, I think banging the Daniel Jones is a bus drum is, can get you burnt. 
because he he showed enough and like we didn't like there, there wasn't enough known. He's a quarterback coming out of college. Like you just don't know how he's going to pan out. The same thing with Joe Judge. Like if you do a, like Sean, I don't know if you're you're, you're going to do the grading the coaching hires article, but like it's a freebie layup to give Joe Judge an F. It's like who is Joe Judge? Who the hell is this guy? The Giants think they can bring in another Patriots assistant and it actually works out. That's crazy. Well, we don't know, and like that's the quickest way to get yourself burnt badly. Like. A lot of second choice hires or a lot of, you know, like when the, when the Cardinals hired Bruce Arians, people were like, this is a disaster. They're supposed to get Chip Kelly. And it's like, well, Bruce Arians turned out to be, Bruce Arians got consistently bad marks across the board because he was hired by the, by the Cardinals. He turned out to be the best head coach by far out of that class that came in in 2013. So I think, um, it's a bit presumptuous to bang them for Joe Judge, but it's beyond hilarious to watch them talking talk themselves into how great the Giants are going to be not just in the long-term future but in 2020 as well I was really hoping that Jason Garrett would get hired yeah. because just for the page views just for the the schadenfreude just for the panic and the freak out on on, on the on the Giants part and like I'm gonna tell you something if he gets hired as, as Joe Judge's offensive coordinator they will 100% talk themselves into he's a great OC now that he's not the head coach this is gonna work out that's just how these Giants fans are operating at this point Absolutely, Brinson. And one thing that one weird dynamic that I think is going to happen in New York is this Dave Gettleman, Joe Judge relationship. Like, I don't know if they're going to be able to coexist because if you do look at what Belichick's coaching tree, once they leave New England, what they love to do is go to their team, tear down the front office, put their own guy in there, and then that's how they work. You look at Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. They have a great relationship in Detroit. Not successful, but great. You know, like they're happy <laughs> with each other. Uh, Vrabel and John Robinson, also perfect. Bill O'Brien doesn't even need a general manager because the Texans, he's just running the ship there. He doesn't care who's there. So he's calling the shots. He has absolute power, just as Bill Belichick does in New England. And Joe Judge isn't going to have that in New York, at least not this year. So if he's trying to build a program like the Patriots built it, that's going to be difficult with uh, Dave Gettleman watching his every move. So I think that's going to be the most fascinating subplot to watch through Joe Judge's first season is how he coexists with Dave Gettleman. Um, what about the Belichick coaching tree? Does that matter at all to you? And is it possible, as I pointed out on HQ, that we're sort of underrating the success of the Belichick coaching tree? If you count – so people count in the graphic that was put up on um, – Breach, you made a weird face. Why? Uh, that was the, we're not underrating the Belichick coaching tree. They, the yes, they've also, been good. Like, also, this year, I don't, I don't count Vrabel. Credit. I don't count Vrabel, for the record. I don't mind counting Vrabel. Do you count Nick Saban? I count Vrabel. You, okay. I mean, I, I don't, I feel like you gotta coach under him and not play under him for me to count it. Uh, I mean, I, mean, I don't think for, that's an unfair thing for me to he's say. There for coaching eight tree. Years. He's there as for a, eight years. As a player, though. I mean, I yeah. think it, I think it's a whole different ballgame when you're a coach. You're not working with Belichick in nearly the same capacity as a player. Like they're completely different jobs. Okay, I mean that's fine. If Rabel was if Rabel was playing poorly, and I think people who wanted to bang the Belichick coaching tree would use Rabel as an example, though. Okay, I'm I'm just telling yeah. you the standards. All right, fine. Don't include Rabel if you want. Um, and then, well, Rabel's coaching career started under Bill O'Brien, who is off the Belichick coaching tree. So if you want to say he's two branches down, Sean, that's fine, but he's off the Belichick coaching tree. Two branches down. He's on the Bill O'Brien coaching tree. Bill O'Brien does not get credit for a coaching tree. So look, 
what I always point out is that when you look at the bill, it's traditionally thought of as like, oh, you hired a Patriots, a Patriots assistant. You think that's going to finally work out? It's never worked out. Well, Romeo Cornell, disaster with the Browns, disaster with the Chiefs. That's fine. I have no problem with that. He wasn't good. And it won, but one of those teams is the Browns. I, that is worth pointing out that nobody's been good with the Browns. I mentioned that because Eric Mangini also hired by the Browns and also hired by the Jets. Hey, here's an idea, Mangini, Manginius. Don't go, don't leave. The Bellet, if you're such a man genius, why did you go coaching the AFC East against Bill Belichick? Because that ain't very smart. And then you took the job with the Browns as like sort of, you know, a desperation move. So I thought that, um, I think like I tended, if you coach for the Browns, first of all, I think you're dumber than you look because you took the Browns job. Uh, man, Mangini, Jets and Browns. I don't worry about that too much. McDaniels was good with the Broncos out of the gate and then flamed spectacularly. The, there was the video, videotaping scandal. He traded Jay Cutler and drafted Tim Tebow. Made a bunch of bad personnel decisions. I think he had too much power. Um, I don't really get why I know that Al Groh is technically listed, but I don't really, I mean, he was one year with the Jets and is actually pretty good with, um, with Virginia. So I don't know if I count that as well. Nick Saban, do we count Nick Saban and do we rip him for the Dolphins? Cause he's been awesome with Alabama. Like Nick Saban's a really good coach. So I, if, if he's part of the Belichick coaching tree, to me, that's a plus rather than a well, negative. Well, I mean, we're, I, I... This is where I might agree with Sean, or Sean had that weird take on Vrabel. My take would be that we're only counting their NFL, what they do in the NFL, because it's a coaching in college is a completely different game. I mean, but like, it's not like Nick Saban was a bad pro head coach. He just made some, he made a mistake and went after Dante Culpepper instead of Drew Brees, and which was look, it was a viable argument at the time. I mean, like people, I mean, it's it's not like it's it's easy in hindsight to say that was stupid. Also, but right, you can say that AFC East. Why you did can you say do that, that a lot about that? a lot of general managers and coaches who missed out on one key decision that ended up burning them for the rest of time? Uh, and Saban went fifteen and seventeen during his time with the Dolphins. McDaniel's went eleven and seventeen with the Broncos. Matt Patricia right now is nine twenty two and one with the Lions. And although Bill O'Brien is in the playoffs, would any of us here put him in the top ten for the coaches in the NFL right now? Bill O'Brien's won the division three times. I mean, let's is, he, is he a top ten NFL coach? Well, that's what I want to know right now. He's would you put him in the top ten NFL head coach? I didn't ask that. Top ten. Hey, he's the top ten GM slash coach. <laughs> I mean, I like I I understand I understand what you're saying. I just think that like Nick Saban went nine and seven in his first year with the Dolphins in six and ten. Like they finished. I, I'm not saying that Nick Saban had a great run in the NFL. It was a, it was disastrous and he left, but he bounced to a really good job where he's gone 152 and 23 since 2007. So I, I get it. I understand why you would be critical of Nick Saban's time in the NFL, but he had a 197 season. He's a moron for taking a job in Belichick's division. Like don't do that. Stop taking that job. Stop taking those jobs and stop taking the Browns job. Like that's, what are you doing? Like Jim Schwartz. He's on this list. Why did you take the Lions job? You weren't gonna like. You, did he, he got to the? Did he get the playoffs? But you. Oh, yeah. and I, the irony of all this is that the jobs Prince is saying don't take is that there's like a fifty percent chance Josh McDaniels is gonna leave and take the Browns job, which is on the list of don't do it. You're gonna fail. Right. And uh, Matt Patricia, I think is still look. Nobody thinks Matt Patricia is great right now, but it's still TBD. And Brian Flores had a good first year, still very much TBD. I just think that it gets overblown a little bit, like. I don't think you can be like, well, Joe Judge is going to suck because he comes from the Belichick coaching tree. Like these, the problem with these guys too is they try to be Belichick and that's not going to work. You need to be yourself. Anyway, rant over. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Giants roster and whether or not they can succeed next year.
The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, so the Giants have hired Joe Judge. I can't believe we're squeezing this Joe Judge lemon for more than like seven minutes. Special teams, baby. Well, I mean, like, I don't know if you if you gave me a hundred guesses, like where Joe Judge is from. Do you know where he's from? Does anybody know where he's from? Um, I do not. I do Philly, not. baby. Debo uh, knew. That's a Debo fact. Uh, graduate uh, assistant. Oh, I did know that he went to college at Mississippi State because I found that out because the Giants were only competing with Mississippi State for his services. Mississippi State was trying to hire Joe Judge as the coach, and this is a classic Giants move. Your only competition is a mediocre SEC school, and uh, you know, good, you went out in New York. Good on you. Um, he has he has won three Super Bowls and two national championships as a coach. He was the uh, special teams assistant with Alabama from 2009 to 2011 and with the Patriots special teams assistant, special teams coordinator. Look, man, you got the Belichick Saban dual stamp of approval. I'm going to give you something. So what can um what can the what can the Giants do this coming year? Do we think that they have upside at all? They have um you know, they they have a top 10 pick, obviously. It's uh there's some the fourth overall pick, top 5 pick, I guess. So Costos, who's a Giants fan, is like, well, what if Chase Young falls to him at four? It's like, that's, that's not happening, bro. Um, he's going number two overall to the Redskins, unless they trade out that he's going number three overall to the Giants. Nobody's trading up to get freaking Justin Herbert. Let's say they take an offensive lineman. All of a sudden, which is what Wilson has them doing. All of a sudden, you have Nate Solder, Will Hernandez, John Halpo, Kevin Zeitler. You replace Mike Rimmers on the right side. That's not a terrible offensive line. Golden Tate. Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram will be back. Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones. I can talk myself into this offense a little bit, depending on who they hire. Yeah, I I, I like their offense. We saw them kind of, uh if Daniel Jones, as he got better as the season went on, you know, besides that Buccaneers game when he went wild and, and that comeback, he struggled a little bit. But then he seemed to get better each week. 
And I like their offense, Brinson. If you throw an offensive lineman in there, it felt like the offensive line was their biggest weakness. And it's hard for, it's hard for a rookie quarterback to succeed if he doesn't have a good offensive line. And if you throw a talented offensive lineman in there, a first rounder, and all of a sudden that offensive line just improves by say 15 or 20%, this is an offense. This could be the second best offense in the NFC East next year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kind of a low bar. I mean, that's the thing is like, yes, I could see the Giants maybe making the playoffs if Daniel Jones takes a leap because this is the NFC East and let's see if the Eagles can actually stay healthy for a full season. Who, and would, who would they be better than? Uh, who would they be the second best behind the Cowboys and ahead of who? Are you trying to get us to go after Debo's Eagles? Just trying to see if Debo will like break his podcast silence and like come <laughs> flying and like, you think he's better than Wentz? I, I think their offense overall would be better than the Eagles offense, but not team overall. Okay. That's, um, yeah. Look, I'm, he's not crazy. Sliding Debo. Is Daniel Jones going to stop fumbling? I mean, like, his passing statistics look pretty great, uh, for, for a rookie and also considering how low I feel like expectations probably were, um, after he got drafted. I mean, he got booed at a Yankees game before he even played in the NFL. So, like, everyone's expectations were pretty low for him. He did fumble 18 times. I mean, obviously, shorting up the offensive line would obviously mitigate that area of his game, but I think that's obviously something he needs to clean up, which is just the turnovers. Uh, but the best thing going for them, again, is how bad the NFC East is. And, uh, I mean, I still think the Eagles are the most talented team, and I think the Cowboys have the best offense. But, I mean, I can I can talk myself into an 8-8 eight and eight season. I think that's where I'm at with the Giants. It depends on who does the offense, I think. Like, I don't hate the idea of bringing Jason Garrett in. I know. I love that I idea. Maybe I do. I don't know. I, 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 I hate it. I like it. Where's I, where's I, good? I like it because he, uh, if you're Joe Judge, you kind of need a head coach, someone like that who can help you kind of figure out your first year in the NFL. I don't want to say hold your hand because that sounds uh, kind of wimpy, but that is kind of what Joe Judge needs for uh, this first year. And, and if Jason Garrett, if he doesn't work out, the offense isn't good next year, then you get rid of him. So, like, it's not a – you just need someone to help you get comfortable with your – because going from a special teams coordinator to a head coach is like riding a bicycle to driving a Ferrari. It's a such a, a stick Ferrari because, Sean, I know you can't drive a stick. It is something that you just – can you? Give me a say, I was going to say, how do you know that? Because you're a millennial. I, like I do not know how to drive stick. I've never okay, attempted see, to drive a, stick. Yeah. But yeah, so it's a big jump. And so I, I wouldn't hate if they hired Garrett. So when John Harbaugh, just because this is the, this is the, is this a lazy comp? I feel like it's a appropriate comp. Is it lazy? I don't know. I feel like it's the only one we have if it's the judge. We just don't have, yeah, we just don't have many, unfortunately. He hired, remember, he got to the conference championship game his first year. <laughs> He's been awesome, man. Yeah, he's, he's like, like Belichick, I mean, outside of Belichick, he's probably the best coach in football. Um, maybe, I mean, Andy Reid, but he's got a Super Bowl, so who knows? Um, anyway, he had Cam Cameron and Rex Ryan as his offensive and defensive coordinators. He had Vic Fangio as his linebacker coach, Jim Hostler as his wide receivers coach, Hugh Jackson as his quarterback coach, Chuck Pagano as his secondary coach, and Mike Pettin as his outside linebackers coach. That is crazy. John Harbaugh coaching tree. Yeah, but I mean, like, it all stems from the Andy Reid tree, yeah, I yeah. guess. I mean, at any rate, like, I think that's more important as a head coach than being, being a great divine. Is being able to bring in 
That was weird. Uh, being able to bring in a bunch of, uh, like good coaches who you know are good. So will Joe Judge try and raid Bill Belichick's coaching tree? I mean, Belichick and Saban both said they hate when people do that. You know, what about Brian Dable? If he doesn't get the Cleveland Browns job, maybe bring him into work with Daniel Jones. I thought he did good work with Josh Allen this year. Uh, you know, you'd be take, he wouldn't have to move very far. He's a name that could work and you know, he's been with Alabama and with, um, New England. So he has been with New England, right? Am I crazy? Yeah. But would he leave? The Bills? Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. I'd rather just stay in. That seems like, you know, a worse move as opposed to. The Bills just... could block him in theory too. I mean, they, they could just say, if he didn't get the head coaching job, they could block him. I'm just saying. Yeah, I would block it too. I mean, if you look at how Josh Allen improved in year two, you don't want to mess that up and bring in someone new. But you could, you could, I'm just saying like if he's tight, if he knows Joe Judge at all, you could in theory, or like there's a Saban Belichick connection, you could in theory promote him to assistant head coach or, you know, something like that. You could give him a title to, to get him out of there if you wanted to. I, I think, I just think it's very important that Joe Judge hires guys who can, like, you need to, like, Wade Phillips. Uh, the, get, sign me up for that. And I, I mean, I don't think he deserved to get fired by the, the Rams. I mean, if you look at the Rams defense, they actually improved from 2018 to 19 by a decent margin. I think they went from 16 to like ninth in DVOA. Um, and their offense obviously went from the second best offense to a league average offense. Um, and that's what I was just about to say. And under, we keep talking about Daniel Jones and rightfully so because he's obviously the key to the franchise, but, this Giants defense is also pretty terrible, and I think you could talk yourself into in the first round them going defensive with the right players there because they were 27th uh, in DVOA after 24th the year before. So this is still – it's not just, oh, get Daniel Jones playing well and we're a playoff team. This this team has holes on both sides of the ball. Is – um, I don't think James Betster was actually fired by the Giants yet. Am I crazy? I think he's still the coordinator. I mean, probably one of those things where you're waiting out who they hire. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just saying, like, I mean, that's another thing to ask. Like, is Dave Gettleman, like, you need to, you know, you can come in here, but you need to have James Betcher as your defensive coordinator because that would be weird and kind of dumb, but would not be in the least bit surprising if they did that. Maybe yeah. they can hire Pat Shermer as their offensive coordinator. I don't think Shermer's going to take that, Brenton. Or maybe bring back McAdoo. That would be like making Sean the host of the podcast and then him calling you and be like, hey, man, you want to be like my assistant podcaster? Yeah. Would you do it? Yeah, yeah I, would I, I would do it. Brinson would do it. <laughs> well, you missed the earlier Matt Rule podcast. You were fired for Chip. So if you, well, if you were, I, was, I was sleeping. So if you were fired for like, no, if I got fired from if I got fired from running this podcast and Sean got put in charge, you're like, hey, could you be a guest? I'd be like, no, go F yourself. No. Yeah, I would I would personally love it for Brinson to help me out in transition, but Brinson's not doing that. Yeah, you'd be like, hey, could you just show me the ropes on how to podcast? I'd be like, no, F you. And I'd like throw a microphone at your face and I'd like tear down the computer and like rip apart all the software, kidnap Debo so he couldn't help you either. The only person who would help someone transition is Jason Garrett. He's probably sitting in his office still in Dallas and Mike McCarthy's like, uh, Jerry, is he like leaving? And Jerry's like, man, it's his contract doesn't expire until January 14th. I can't make him go. So just deal with it. He's just right. like clapping at the press conference. Yeah. <laughs> what are the, um, what are the expectations for, we asked this, um, on the Cowboys podcast. I should ask it on the Panthers podcast, but what are the expectations year one? Somebody mentioned eight and eight, I think. What are the expectations year one for the Giants and year five for the Giants? Sean, you can go first. I mean, we're assuming he gets to year five. I mean, I would say that would be 
If he if he makes it to year five, then I think he's met expectations because that's a long time. If I think he made it to year five, he's probably made the playoffs twice. I I think in the next I don't know, Ben McAdoo made the playoffs his first year. He didn't uh last very long yeah, after that. That's true. Well, I think the lesson here is don't let your players go to South Beach shoot in the playoffs and party on a boat. Um I think in the next two years, make the playoffs once. I think that would be next my two years. So twenty twenty one season, make the playoffs. Nice. I mean things. I mean things happen quick in the NFL, and you would be on year three in Daniel Jones. I mean the the four or five year rebuilds, I feel like just don't exist. Things turn around really quickly. I mean Matt Nagy got the Bears job, and the Bears were terrible, and he made the playoffs in year one with a second year quarterback who struggled really bad in his rookie year. I, I don't think. The Giants have been above 500 one time since 2012. Yeah, and Matt Nagy also pulled off a blockbuster trade to improve a defense. If the Giants were able to do something like that, uh, well, probably not. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. Probably and not. Since, since the Giants last Super Bowl, they've, they're 0 and, that was in 2011. They won in 2011. They are 0 and 1 in the playoffs. And that's, like that's pathetic. There's seven and nine, six and ten, six and ten, eleven and five in McAdoo's first year, three and thirteen, McAdoo fired, five and eleven, four and twelve. Like you have to commit to this rebuild, and that's my biggest concern is that I don't know if <coughs> Giants ownership will commit to rebuilding with Dave Gettleman. Because they're so split on that. So like if this team goes five and eleven next year, but looks good. And the Redskins go seven and nine and the Giants finish in last place in the division. Are they going to fire Dave Gettleman? If they fire Dave Gettleman, yes. is Joe Judge going to like, I mean, are you all in on Joe Judge? Cause he's Dave Gettleman's this. It's, this is a terrible way to manage your organization. But no half I'll say this is that I'm not going into this thinking about rebuild. I'm thinking I play in the NFC East. This is the worst division in football. I literally could win it next year. That doesn't mean they will, but that has to be your thought process. All you need is nine wins. They had four, they went four and 12. They lost five games by one score. So you could argue in your head, Hey, maybe we should have been eight and eight last season. We weren't a great team, but we still were in a lot of these games. We won four games. Uh, I think you could tell yourself that you're only two or three players away from winning this division. And you can fix that in one offseason. You can fix that in the draft, and you can sign a couple of players. So I don't think they're, uh, you know, where I can't even think of a hor- the Bengals are right now. Maybe, uh, <laughs> but I, I think the Giants. I don't think they're going to win a division title, but I think they could absolutely compete for the division title next season. Would you trade Zach Taylor for Joe Judge? I don't want to talk about it. Oh boy, we we asked him that on the on the Rule podcast, and he was like. Well, the thing is, in Cincinnati. <laughs> well, time out. I said if Mike Brown is still the owner in Cincinnati, that I don't want Matt Rule because his him building an organization there's not gonna nothing's gonna change. It wouldn't matter. So it'd just be a waste of money. And Mike Brown doesn't waste money because he's stingy. So they wouldn't hire him. So, my, so my, Zach Taylor. If, but if Mike Brown was out of the equation, then yes, Matt Rule would be a better coach. Okay, so let's say that uh, Mike Brown passes tragically, sadly, <laughs> old age. Yeah, just time. Thank God. Some people. Um, and the Bengals are like, what we need is the son. We need the chosen one, the son of a kicker who has learned the ways of the front office through his years of blogging. And you were hired as the Bengals owner. Or you're given the Bengals, Breach. You're hired as the GM, the owner, whatever it is. Do you fire Zach Taylor and take um, 
<laughs> Diva's like, man, you killed Mike Brown twice in one day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do you do you fire Zach Taylor and hire Joe Judge, or do you ride with Zach Taylor? Uh, I, I ride with Zach Taylor just because there's a lot going on in that organization. Like, they need a quarterback. There's so many unanswered things, and you don't need to add to all the chaos there by – Bringing in a new coach. Would you fire Zach Taylor and hire Josh McDaniels in this hypothetical? Yes. Okay. What about Jason Garrett? Are we just going to go name every? Uh, probably, but I don't know. Oh, God. Fred said loves this game because he played it with the, would you trade Mitch Trubisky for? We did that all offseason. Uh, so get get, get ready for this that. Is, this is how Brinson builds offseason quips to throw in our face <laughs> six months from now. Our next year after Zach Taylor goes 2-14, and 14, he's like, oh, remember when you would take Zach Taylor over Joe Judge who went 9-7 and seven in his first season with the Giants? You're an idiot. It's funny you say that because I actually I, – I wish I could go find the clip, but Brinson played the game too much. He asked me before Tannehill was playing in the offseason if I would trade Trubisky for Tannehill, and I said yes, and they everyone called me crazy, and I said I like Tannehill. Oh, all right. That's good of you to make that up and act like that happened and say it's impossible to find. <laughs> You're digging through the archives. Look, it's a game called How Low. We need to sound clear. Like, how low can you go? How low will you go, Breach? Like, how low will you go in terms of trading? Like, would you be willing to kill Mike? No, I'm just kidding. Um, let's get out of here. Good Joe Judge content, guys. One question before we get out. Sure. What's everybody's prediction for the Giants' 2020 record? Six and ten. I was going to say six and ten. I'll say um, – I, I don't want to. I'll say five and eleven. <laughs> uh, I'll go seven and nine. I'll be the optimist. Ooh. I just think that the Cowboys are a lot better with like Mike McCarthy. Like you're not going to. I don't think they're going to steal one from the Cowboys. Um, the Redskins are a lot better, and the Eagles should be a lot better and healthier. They have a ton of free agents, but like, this division could be a this this division is was wide open this year, and it could be a lot tougher next year. And I think that's going that's tough for Joe Judge to come in and you know. Rule. Can hey. I can I add one quick thing? Sure. Uh, obviously, two coaches got hired today. My biggest winner today are the Baltimore Ravens, and I said this on Twitter, but they are unless the Browns hire their entire assistant coaching staff, they could still hire one of their assistant coaches. They are going to be able to run this back after being the best yeah. team in football, and that seems pretty rare. Usually, when one team gets really hot like this, you see at least one of the coordinators get poached away, um, and the Ravens are very close to surviving this entire offseason without losing any of their guys. Yeah, I mean, we should do this as a totally separate podcast. Like we rank the jobs. and Do we rank the jobs? We rank the jobs, right? Did we rank the jobs? We were supposed to. I don't know. Nobody got fired, <laughs> so we couldn't rank the yeah, jobs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But we should do a winners and losers from the coaching shirt season. Um, I would agree. Yeah. I think I think the Ravens are a great example. The other other big winner, Tom Brady. I think McDaniel's coming back if he ends up not taking the Cleveland job um, helps Tom Brady's chances of coming back to, to New England. Okay, cool. Good pod. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.